I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. First, I'd like to take a second to thank everyone that has taken the time to listen to me rambling about random shit and yoga. And, you know, for a few people that have actually been kind enough to leave a rating review, thank you all very, very much. And for any words of encouragement, um, really, really mean I'm super grateful and, and touched. And it warms my heart to, to hear that stuff that hopefully this is benefiting some people. If not, maybe just fucking entertaining you for a little bit. Uh, moving on. So today we're going to talk about the ego and specifically in terms of yoga. So we, and you know, when we hear the word ego, we think of a person that's completely full of themselves and that is somewhat true, but in yoga, it goes a little bit deeper than that. And it's something that I believe everyone can relate to. And so we're going to talk about what it is. And we're also going to mention, you know, why we need it. We do need a little bit of ego. And then getting into when we have too much or we identify too much with our ego, that can negatively affect us. And then finally, we're going to talk about how we can slowly overcome with work, you know, day in, day out to kind of separate ourselves from the ego and maybe avoid a little bit of suffering that may come uh, when we identify too much to it. So when we talk about the ego, right, you can't see the ego it, you can't fucking look at it at a microscope. It is something in the mind. So when you break down the word ego, it comes from Greek and it says, it means, you know, I. And this is the big thing where it's the I-ness of a person, the conscious mind. So, you know, in yoga philosophy, there are two kind of categories of stuff, right? There's the Prakriti and the Purusha. So the Prakriti is everything that is physically around us, right? Made of, I kind of look at it as it's made of matter, things like that. And then the Purusha is like the, the cosmic force, cosmic things that cannot be seen, but, you know, I feel like they can be felt. So the Prakriti, if you look at the mind, right? If you look at our body, it's the mind comes from the brain. The brain is a physical thing that we all have, and it changes as we grow and the mind does as well. And the mind creates this ego. So the ego is a product of all this property or matter. And that's how I see it. And it is the lens in which we see the world. And by I mean, when I say we, I mean the true self, the spirit, soul, cosmic force, consciousness that is within all of us. So it goes, you know, the mind, the physical mind, then the ego, which creates, you know, this I-ness. So if you think of like other animals, right? I would imagine that other animals don't have ego. They're just like this, they have a consciousness, but they don't have this identifica identification with this ego that we humans do. So, you know, man has kind of been burdened with this thing. And then the self, right? Which the spirit, that is kind of what we truly are deep within ourselves. So again, the conscious mind is can be looked at 
or you know the egoness can be looked at as an inner tool. So our mind is a tool, uh, which and then the ego is created from that, which is a tool. And our body is the same thing, right? It's the lens we see the world through, and being the self, meaning being we. So when we look at it this way, <clears throat> right? The ego is this thing that's created from our experiences, from how we're growing up, uh, failures, trials, tribulations, because it's part of the mind. And then, you know, if we identify with it, with this thing, then uh, we tend to cause ourselves a lot of suffering because like the mind, like the body, the ego can change a lot. So the sources of this suffering, right, um, there are things in the yoga philosophy called the kleshas. And the kleshas are, are thought to be the uh, source of all suffering. So I'm going to talk about those here in a little bit, but I kind of skipped over. First, we need ego. That's kind of the important thing. And some people think that yoga, it's like we have to rid ourselves of all ego, which I don't really agree with. And a lot of things I've read don't agree with that at all. But rather, we need to have a little bit of control. With it. Don't let the ego drive the wheel, but let it sit in the back seat. Because it's the ego that gives us the drive, right, to accomplish things, to chase things, to improve ourselves. It also gives us confidence in our competency, right? To know like, no, I'm really good at that. That takes a little bit of ego to do that. So that is needed, right? For us to survive, to have fucking bringing money in, to have a house, to have food, it is needed in all of us. So when the problem comes from, are from these kleshas. So I'm going to talk about two of them. There's five overall. So the first klesha is said to be the root of all the other kleshas, and this is Advidyi, A-V-I-D-Y. I probably mispronounced that. And it translates into ignorance. And I don't mean ignorance as a fact like, I don't know this shit, I don't know that shit, but ignorance and mistaking our true self, again, a spirit or soul, for things that are not. So this is kind of the, you know, the one of the four things is mistaking the permanent for the impermanent. And when we think about that, again, as I mentioned, our body, our mind are in constant change, right? I look way different than uh, I did when I was 10 years old. I do not have the same body. It has changed drastically in, you know, 26 years. So for me to identify or to think that I'm this body is, you know, wrong, I feel, right? This is a meat suit. This is the tool that we have. And then the same thing with the mind. I don't have the same thought process and things that and, you know, beliefs that I did when I was 10 than I do now. A lot of things have changed. And because of that, my mind has also changed. So when we mistake and we think that we are this body, this mind, that is a, the ignorance that I'm talking about, right? Mistaking the impermanent for the permanent. And the permanent part of us is our soul, our true essence. And the other part of it is mistaking the non-self for the self, Again, kind of tying to that what I was talking about before. When we look at our bodies, when we identify too much with it, we tend to beat ourselves up if our weight goes up, if it goes down, if we change. If Listen, man, at 36 years old, I'm fucking growing hair out of my ear. That shit has never happened to me before. My body is always changing. If I were to really be attached to, you know, if I really thought this is my body, I would, you know, be really upset about like this fucking thing that's happening now. Now I got to like pluck my fucking ears all the time. It's kind of a weird thing, but Hey, that's what happens. Your body constantly changes. Sorry. got on a rant there. 
So as we move on through the glaciers and we take this ignorance, right, we go into the second glacier, which is Asmita. And this is when we have too much identification or attachment to the I or the ego, right? Again, the impermanent part of ourselves. So from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, I'm going to read this little excerpt. And this is Sutra 11.6. And here's what it says. False identification is confusing the nature of the seer with or self with the nature of the instrument of perception. In other words, false identification happens when we mistake the mind, body, or senses for the true self. So when we talk about the seer, we're referring to the true self that sees the world. Again, going back to the, you know, our mind and body are the lenses that we see the world through. And that is the seer, the part of it. And when we confuse ourselves or we attach ourselves too much to this instrument, our mind or body, we kind of set ourselves up for a lot of failure, right? So instead of attaching ourselves too much to this uh, temporary part of ourselves, we can grow to appreciate it. And this is where I feel yoga practice is really, really important. Um, the physical part, the asana part, because listen, your ego is going to get checked a lot when you go to a yoga class, especially if you're really new to it. Balancing poses throw a lot of people off. <clears throat> Other people may be well, well versed in, you know, the yoga postures and going really deep into bends. And you may want to drive and fucking like push yourself into these poses but again you're attaching yourself too much to this impermanent thing thinking that this body is what determines your value or your ability to do these poses right which is completely wrong you instead having an appreciation for this tool that you've been giving meaning your body and just enjoying what it can do can be can uh get rid of a lot of that attachment to it. So, you know, the big piece of this is what does the relationship look like with yourself? And that can probably throw a lot of people off. And it's something I've struggled with a whole lot. Um, identifying with my body way too much, thinking that if I looked a certain way, it would make me feel better. Uh, if I had a certain status, right, when we attach ourselves to these other, again, these impermanent things, the property, these physical things like our bank account, our possessions, you know, eventually because they're impermanent, those things are going to go away or they're going to be constant flux. So when we identify too much and attach ourselves too much to it, inevitably that shit's going to go away and we're going to be left feeling incomplete or broken. But you have to remind yourself that you are already complete. You are the seer, right? The part of you that is always constant and that is your soul and your spirit so you know again a big thing of this is getting caught in the stories that we tell ourselves that our mind tells us that our ego tells us um, a couple of examples of this for for me personally the other day um, my wife and I we we got into I want to say a disagreement but I was a bit thrown from uh, some things that she said and I had some feelings about it um, and now in my mind I quickly rattle off some things I could like throw back at her, but I didn't because I just took a, a fucking small second to think, why am I saying this? Is it because it's true? Is it because I just want to feel right? And, uh, 
you know, something like that. And then once I had that thought, I kind of realized, okay, this, what I'm about to say is not going to help the situation. It's really just to serve, to make me feel better, right? And again, identifying with that ego, with that piece of me that kind of hurt when she said these things. And, you know, I had to let it go because all that shit, it's, it's, it's a season, right? It's very impermanent. And by feeling good for that one second, because I said this thing is not going to help me at all. It needs, I need to take a step back and realize, like, is this ego saying this or is it, is it my true self that's saying this? Another example is, you know, this podcast, for example, is, uh, you know, sometimes I, I feel like I do, you know, I put a decent amount of work into it. And I, when I look at the download numbers, sometimes I shouldn't, I'm like, fuck man, should I even complete, compete, should I even still do this? You know, is it even worth it? And I, again, have to take pauses. Why am I so attached to this outcome? I should just be doing the work for the sake of the work, which is another you know lesson from yoga and doing what is mine to do and just letting else, letting thing, everything else go because my ego is attached to this, again, this material thing, this, you know, quote unquote success. If I hit so many downloads, it's fleeting. Shit doesn't matter. in this grand scheme of things instead, I should be doing things that feed myself, which is, I like doing this shit. This is fun to me, you know, sharing these things that I've learned. So those are some examples in my personal life recently. And I'm sure there are a lot of other ones. I just didn't think of any. And, you know, I would ask to you, whoever's listening, do you have something similar, right? Do you feel like you're attached to your things a little too much, right? These impermanent things. Like if you have a really nice car, does that make you feel like you're maybe better than someone that doesn't have a, a nice car or, you know, your clothes or, you know, just your, your bank, the numbers in your bank account. Again, all these things are material and do not um, matter at the end of the day, right? In the grand scheme of things, at the very end of your life, all those things you're not going to be able to take with you. What's going to be still with you is this constant part of you, which is the soul. And that's the self that we keep talking about. So how do we overcome this shit? Oh, man, it's a lot of inner work. Um, The biggest thing that I've learned that helps me is having a little bit of stillness and that creates an awareness to where these feelings are coming from and really examining them. Again, I always go back to meditation because that's what's helped me so much. Um, I feel become a better husband, better father, and just having a slight pause before I react to anything, respond to anything, and just thinking, why am I feeling this way? what really, really matters. So just taking a small moment, taking a deep breath, and just examining where these feelings are coming from and why am I feeling these things? That's kind of the biggest thing. And realizing that when you listen to your ego, these things are all a distortion of the truth, right? Oh, that fucking guy was disrespecting me. He's like, what was he though? How do you know that? And that's kind of like a nice exercise to to play is when you feel hurt, when you feel frustrated with something, ask yourself, you know, when you get caught up in this story, ask yourself, is this true? And then if you say like, fuck yeah, it's true. And then ask yourself the follow-up question, which is how can you prove that this is true? And then typically after that second question, you're like, um, 
I guess I can't. It's just my assumption of yada, yada, yada. So that's a really good exercise. It's just taking a moment to stop and going, is this true? If so, how can you prove that this is true? And then that's it, right? Just moving on from there. And just, again, that slight pause causes a lot of awareness of where these patterns are coming from, right? Because our ego, again, is shaped from our past experiences. You may have been hurt a lot as, uh, as you were younger, or you may have been told you're the shit for the, your entire life. And then when you hit this small failure or whatever, you've attached yourself so much to this story that's been told about you that you just can't handle the failure anymore. Again, these things are all carved and made in this material world. Again, the, the property, the, the material. And the only thing that's really constant is the, the self. So a couple of other things that we can ask ourselves is, you know, when I, am I keeping up appearances because of the story that I've been told of who I am or what I should be? And through this, we can start to discipline the ego, right? Again, we still need a little bit of it, but we need to fucking kick that guy in the back seat for a little while. And then the last thing I want to tell you, tell you about this is realizing that the true self, your soul, your spirit, your essence, whatever you want to call it, the cosmic forest, rainbows and shit and unicorns, it makes you complete. That you are absolutely complete right now. And you are able to be happy to, without comparison to anything else. That is something that is not created by you know otherworldly things, right? By desires and accomplishing these desires. They it is manifested from within. And that you are completely worry worthy of having those things and having that happiness. So that's all we really had today. I think ego is a really important thing. Um, especially nowadays with social media, we tend to again attach ourselves to this appearance that we have to feel that we have to keep up you know instagram and shit like that those are just highlight reels and we create these stories in our head again attaching ourselves too much to it and we tend to feel less than right again comparing ourselves to these impermanent temporary things rather than really looking at the world through the self being the seer the true self that's all i have for you guys today i hope this has been somewhat beneficial hearing my fucking ramblings about ego and yoga and all kinds of other shit. Thank you for everyone that's been listening so far. I'll try to keep hammering these out. These poor quality uh, uh, podcasts, <laughs> again, attaching myself to ego right there. These podcasts that I've been putting out, I uh, love you all. And I will talk to you guys next week.